This time I didn't make it for you solo, though. This time I made it with my band Eastern Cut and our guest today, Nate Ford, who we're going to be talking to. That was him you heard spitting a little groove there. Uh, so welcome back to Beat to Beat. This is the first uh, Beat to Beat podcast of the year that is not me or somebody interviewing me, but a brand new artist, so I'm excited for this one. We're hosting here out of the vibrant Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. It's hosted on SoundCloud. It's Beat to Beat podcast on SoundCloud. Um, if anybody wants to come be on the podcast, you can email us at beat2beatpodcast at gmail.com. Like I was saying, today we have Nate Ford in the studio. Uh, he is a musician, awesome dude. Met him. He's actually, so our band that you heard there that was eastern cut um my jazz band and we were just having a jam at a party and mason our drummer his roommate is is nate here so this is how i met nate um nate ford on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash nate underscore ford if you want to hear any of his stuff and we'll also link to that uh larger recording that you were that you heard a little piece of earlier so welcome nate hey what's going on man how's it going brother it's going great dude that was uh that was actually um i hadn't listened back to that for for a little while since like today but uh that was a pretty fun jam that was a really good time i like wasn't expecting to do that at all and mason was like yo you want to get up here and i was like fuck it yeah it's seriously and it came out of nowhere too that we just uh like i i didn't really know what we were gonna do so we just started jamming but i was just kind of amazed at how long i know some of that you were like reading some stuff that you had written before but that was like a solid half hour yeah of just going like really no breaks by the end of it i was i was hurting i was like (laughs) i realized i had no more breath to give i had to like sit down after a little bit because i was like nope this is uh this is too much i just can't believe i mean like you know everybody has like their cliches things that they well like for a musician like phrases that they might do or like for an instrumentalist but for for a lyricist you know things they might say over and over again and uh uh, I was actually refreshed listening back to it. The fact that like you didn't, there wasn't really any of that. You still kept it fresh for like a full half hour of just like freestyling, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I don't even understand really how you keep thinking of things to say. So for me, like <laughs> freestyling is crazy because sometimes it'll be on and I'll just feel it and I can just go for a while. Yeah. And some days I'll be like a little bit tired or like something just doesn't click. And like sometimes it'll just be like, 
uh, every word I'll like know I'll have like something around with it and like phrases will just pop into my head mm. but there's also those days where I like try to do it I'll be sitting there and I'll be like I got I got fucking nothing today yeah I mean I, I would imagine it's the same for for anybody but I mean specifically like you got you know there's it's not just like rhythm and tone and I also like that you were singing at certain parts was like just like hearing a hook and singing it which is really cool um but like the added element of like it's not just a rhythm or a melody it's like you have to say something too mm-hmm. that's hard i mean I, I write lyrics i've been a songwriter for like 15 years 20 years and i mean i can do it but only with like ridiculous things like if i was like rapping about like this room yeah and like the things in it and and it did i wasn't actually trying to say something like real you know or something of any value so it's cool like i like the idea that you know like which is clear, but the fact that, you know, the voice is an instrument in itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people like to complain about, you know, these uh, rappers right now, like you got Lil Yachty or whatever, that mm-hmm. they're not really saying much on the track, but they're able to flow in a way that sounds really good. Yeah. And, like, I think being able to use your voice in a way that's an instrument, and maybe you're not saying that much of content, maybe you're not saying anything relevant at all, mm-hmm. but if you're able to use your voice as a means of an instrument in that way that people like to listen to and it sounds good I think there's just as much talent and like you have to be able to appreciate that as much just as, the musical enjoyment right so it's like almost just icing on the cake for you when they can do that and then the things that they're saying are like you're super right if you have someone or, like Kendrick Lamar that can exactly. just like sit on the beat and just like have these insane like rhythmic like flows that yeah. are just like mind-blowing and at the same time be like saying these really really like cool messages um how so how did you like get good at that was it like actually in a cypher was it doing um, spitting verses with your friends or was it yeah so back in the day like the the first rap i ever wrote was in eighth grade and it was like with a buddy that also rapped and i was like yeah fuck it i'll try it and so i like wrote it it was garbage Uh, We performed it at our uh, school, like, talent show or whatever. Um, And then I kind of, like, fell off with it for a while, like, in high school. And I had a friend in high school that started, like, picking up rapping. Mm. And so we would just, like, get in the car and, like, go on, like, you know, a joint ride or whatever Mm. and just, like, uh, freestyle for a while. Nice. And I started doing that, started freestyling stuff and, like... I was like, hey, let me try to write some stuff. So I started writing stuff down. And again, when you start, it's going to be terrible. But yeah. um, so I did it on and off, like, end of high school. And were you then, making beats for yourself, too, or were you um, just lyrics? So it was just lyrics at that time. I did, I dabbled into making beats a little bit towards the end of, uh, like, my junior, senior year of college. What were you I using? I made, uh, I used Logic. Nice. Um, Big Logic fan here. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, but I, I haven't done it in so long, and I don't remember. I, like, tried yeah. to pick it up again recently, and it's just hard. Um, yeah, I, it's its own skill for sure. But so I've talked to other, uh, like my friend from high school that doesn't, and he was talking about a friend of his who's like kind of coming up in the Boston scene right mm. now. And he was saying that like he does all his own production. And yeah. I was like, does that help him with like being able to rap and being able to flow? And he was like, yeah, he said it was like made a tremendous change. Oh, and for sure. Because like when you're able to create music in a different form like that, it kind of changes the way that you would flow over a beat because mm. the way that you flow is like similar to the way that a drummer is going to create a beat. Mm. Like you make something like butter to butter to bar or like whatever, you, you create something mm. that's, you know, however the beat goes and you, you got to be able to create, again, it's the instrument over the beat. And um, when you create 
uh, a beat like that, it kind of changes the way that you think about yeah. it. So you can like come up with different flows. It might even be like a secondary part, like the keys part. You know, if you're doing ba da da ba da da ba on the drums, the keys are going a ba ba a ba ba. You know, and maybe your flow then is a little more a hey hey a yeah, hey yeah. as opposed to your ba da da ba da da ba because you're just yeah you have mu- more musical ideas to to really like you know yeah help you think about it in different ways because mm-hmm. honestly most of the time that is the coolest stuff that like there's contrast but it but it fits you know and i think that's also an element to it is just like from my own experience of making beats making hip-hop beats making whatever i mean i've tried to compose in all different styles but no matter what you're looking at you're like you're looking at all these pieces that have to fit together you know it's like got to be a puzzle if, if there's pieces on top of each other it's just a messy fucking picture mm-hmm. you know so once you like have done that with just the music then i feel like as a, a lyricist trying to put something over it then you're looking for that final rhythmic melodic meaningful piece that that's gonna really glue the whole thing together and it's not just something thrown on top of some some shit you know yeah um so what you were asking me before you wanted uh you want to collab on a, a beat what's that are you trying to do a recording soon are you trying to like put out a, a so, mixtape or yeah up? i have like uh i have two songs that are totally done not like completely recorded yet but they're like written and they're ready to go nice um, and then I have one more song, which is what I'm going to spit today, oh, nice. um, that I'm working on. It's not totally done yet, but you know, I'm making some like final touches to it. Um, but I'm going to try to record that soon. So I'm probably going to do like either three or four track, cool. um, EP and, um, just like, cause I haven't put anything out in like a year and, or probably over a year, but basically, uh, a little over a year ago. I had sort of like a 15 seconds of fame moment. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So, uh, you that guy's one famous to, people up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I went to Worcester Polytech. Um, me and a buddy shot a music video for one of my songs. Nice. And it was like this kind of, we shot it down like, you know, streets in Worcester. It was like a real sunny day. Like the, the song's called Love Club. Like it, it like samples. I might have seen this. You're describing something I feel like I may have seen. Continue <laughs> on. Uh, so it samples Lord's Love Club. And it's just like a very like happy kind of like poppy tune. Nice. And we shot this music video. Uh, it took my buddy like a year to finish up making it. So after like me pushing him be like, yo, you gotta, we gotta put this thing it's out. It's definitely tough. So we put it, it out. Work. Yeah. So we put it out, you know, last year and, uh, we started sharing it around like different places, sharing it on Reddit or whatever. And, uh, this blog called, um, Turtle Boy Sports picked it up and they were like, uh, Hey, do you mind if I write an article about your song? I really like it. I was Sick. like, yeah, sure. Go for it. And so he writes it, like, 20 minutes later, it was done, and he, he fucking puts it out, right? And I'm, like, checking out this website, and I'm realizing, like, they get a lot of traffic through their website. Oh, yeah. Like, their Facebook has, what like, 30... Th- it's uh, Turtle Boy Sports. Turtle Boy Sports. Uh, Shout out, Turtle Boy! <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, like, yeah, so they... I'm looking at their Facebook, has, like, 30,000 followers or whatever, and... So he posts a thing on like the article on Facebook and it just starts going crazy. The video oh, got real? like 20,000 views what? and I'm getting reached out by like all these random people in Worcester and like, what? so now every once in a while I get people that'll still reach out to me and be like, Hey, are you putting out anything soon? So I, I get this, like, it's nice to get that nudge of like, Hey, you should be making music. I mean, absolutely. I think that that's like what everybody looks for. So can I just ask what, how did that lose steam? Did you just, it was, you didn't have something to follow up with? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was at a point where like i just wasn't writing anything at the time and like you know we uh 
you know, I think music videos in general tend to gain more traction than Absolutely. just songs. Oh, yeah. And um, at that time, like, we didn't have anything to shoot. And, like, you know, I had been working through a couple things. Like, I was working with a different videographer, mm. uh, videographer that was... Uh, we started shooting a music video, but, like, I couldn't, like, get the ground off for the song that I was working on. I wanted to add more stuff to it. I wasn't done with it, and, yeah. like, I wasn't happy with it. And so we never really finished up the music video. We might still finish it up, but, like, it's been a while since I've talked to him at this point. Um, but basically, yeah, it kind of just fell off, which I was okay with. Like, I'm under the viewpoint of, like, I love music and I love making music, but I know it's not going to be my main thing. Like, it never will be. I would love for it to be, but I'm a very, like, I'm a realist. I can't, I can't honestly, like, yeah. you know, like, give up my day job just to... Well, yeah, like, I don't think anybody that ends up doing it, though, like gives up their day job right, like jumping right. off a cliff with no, that. No, no, i'm no, sure no. some people do let me not but say like that. so i guess more than that i just set my expectations at like a realist realistic place where like yeah. i'm gonna do it i'm gonna put the music out when i can but i'm not gonna go crazy with it and mm. like expect to be famous or expect well, that's to... i mean honestly at least that's coming from the right place of like you're just making it because you want to make it mm -hmm. you know i think anytime anybody gets into it like i'm making this because i want to be famous like you're doing it for the wrong reason right. and even if you do get a little bit of traction i mean you're not gonna be able to take it anywhere because it i mean that's so shallow of a translation of what it could be you know so it's right. like i mean but let me put it to you this way so if six months from now the same thing happened again but this time the traction continued and you did have some follow-up stuff and you're booking gigs all around the country and you can't work your job anymore do you jump off that 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 do you take that and say yeah, absolutely. even though it's unknown and even though this could end six months from now you just run with it. Yeah, I'd be totally okay with doing that. So I mean, I think that's I, uh, yeah. You're just you just are a realist more so than yeah, most yeah. most musicians would be. Um, most are just like die hard. Like I just want to. I want to be poor and live in a van. <laughs> I don't care. It's my only choice. But I mean, I actually have some somebody you should talk to. Somebody who's uh, talking about representing some talent and just trying to find. He actually has uh, some friends in the Worcester area. Do you know the Raven? No. It's in Worcester, it's a bar. My okay. buddy, my buddy Eric Fournier, he um, runs open mic there. You should, you should check it out. You okay, you don't know you live. In nah, there. yeah, I live. I'm like, wait a second, I, I know where you live. <laughs> um, so, like, how do you think? Like, what is your take on, like, the state of of hip hop music right now? Because, like, it's it's one of it's almost like where rock and roll was in like the '70s or something, you know, or the '80s, and people are. You know, it's like kind of gone through its first initial couple, you know, metamorphoses. Right. Well, it's really cool now because it was like for a while it was just sort of one main line that went down from like, you know, like it, it progressed in like a normal way that music generally does of like, you know, as technology yeah. improves, the production improves, the flows changed, mm. um, you know, the, the content changed. Mm. But now we're at this point where like, it's splitting off in so many different directions. You have trap, you have, mm. um, you have these like weird, stupid things like Lil Yachty or like, you know, like dumb rap and yeah. just like shit like that. And you have like all these, and rap is getting so mainstream now, which is like something that you wouldn't really yeah, expect it is, where it, it used is to pop. be like, it was like gangster rap and yeah. like, you know, 10, 15 years ago and nobody would be listening to that shit other yeah. than like people that, you know, went through that. Now it's like the majority and, of top 40. Yeah, like, and it's like crazy that, that it's going through that. And now you have like SoundCloud rap, which is really cool because like you look at Chance the Rapper who just won like three Grammys mm -hmm. and he hasn't sold any music. He literally pushed 
for um, free music under platforms like SoundCloud to be considered for Grammy nominations. And he like pushed so hard on it and they finally accepted it. And it was the first year where like Grammys were won by people who didn't sell their music. That's they insane. They it all for free, which is like really cool. Yeah, I mean, well, and he's just thinking about it too. That's just kind of a, that's like the new face. People like him and what he's doing are the new face of it because it's not all about selling a product anymore. It's more about you as a brand. Mm -hmm. And again, I think people that tend to want to do stuff Maybe not even necessarily just for free, like, you know, I think there is the practical element of it, too, is, like, for somebody, you know, like, like friends that I have and, and, and myself at different times in my life, it's, like, when that's your only job, you need to pay the bills. So, right. you need to come at it from a business perspective, regardless, but I think that's kind of an innovative business perspective. Um, and I, it started with, like, Napster and stuff, when people were like, well, nobody wants to buy this anyway, so I'm just going to give it out yeah. anyway, because I yeah. just need people to hear it. Um but I mean, what's your like? So let's say you know things do pick up for you, and you are gonna take a path. What I mean, there's the path of record labels. There's the right. path of a management company. There's the path of you know doing Chance the Rapper style and trying to go completely DIY, completely indie. What where would you fall? I haven't thought about it a whole ton to be honest, but I think like I'd want to stay away from a record label. Like, there's just too many restrictions at that point. Yeah. You know, like you, you can't. I feel like when you put a restriction on something that should be like creativity is something that is going to be ruined when you put restrictions on it, right? Mm. Like the whole idea is for it to be unrestricted because that's your creativity. That's the way that you make music. That's mm. the way that you think, you know, that's what you're going to put out. And when you have someone telling you, Hey, this is how you're going to think you're going to make shitty music. Yeah. And like, it's pretty much, that was like the most succinct description of like why there is so much just like superficial, just made to sell non-meaningful stuff out there i mean i don't want to like just put all club songs or all edm obviously not all edm but like just a lot of music that people might put in that box just from a genre perspective i mean for every one of those genres that like a, the average person looks at and goes oh well that's just you know top 40 crap that's not made i mean there are people that make really good stuff in that genre and it's just like so diffuse now you have to i mean everybody has a platform now you have no excuse as a musician to not be out there. Right. So it, but it, it's great, but it makes it hard because you're then not everybody is going to, I mean, you're not, you have a global audience technically, but, mm -hmm. but to actually get there is, is really tough. Cause I mean, I know a lot of really talented musicians. I've interviewed a lot of talented musicians on this and it, yeah, it's like pretty much everybody has a really realistic perspective of even the one, some of the ones that are like, on the upswing and could very well be famous two years from now still have a very almost pessimistic kind of like well it makes it so much harder now because well it's it's a twofold thing right it's easier to get your music out there because of the inter internet because mm -hmm. of things like soundcloud but it's also easier for everyone else to do the same thing yeah so your your competition has increased like you know a hundredfold yeah. and now you're like well i can get like a bunch of people to listen to my music that wouldn't have been able to listen to it, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm. But at the same time, those same people are going to be listening to other people's music. And how do I like make, how do I make something that's different? Because there's so many, so many amazing musicians out there right yeah, now that insane. you don't even know about. You oh have no God. fucking and idea. And we'll probably never know. About right. Exactly. And it, so it's like, how do you, how do you break, break the line? How do you mm. get past that, 
I, I don't have the answer. I have no idea. Yeah. But I think it is part of a general paradigm shift because it's not just like we see musicians changing in what they're doing. Um, it's still, I think, the audience is catching up to the place where, you know, we're all still so used to like, well, if they aren't right in front of us and easy to find, then we're probably not going to find them. But cool things like Pandora, Spotify, playlists, and, you know, all these new ways to curate uh, and bring new music to people. Um, it's starting to get to the point, I think, where audiences are starting to understand that if you want the really good shit, you do kind of have to go looking. Mm -hmm. um, and it's okay. Uh, I think that's a good thing. It makes them more active participants. Like, I think we got to get away from, like, just lazy, just feed me whatever this slop, you know? Right. Where, in, you know, it's like the difference between going to McDonald's and just being like, give me everything, or saving up, going out to a really nice dinner and choosing exactly what thing you want that's perfect. Um, I think you have a much greater appreciation for the for the fine dining when, if, especially if you don't get it all the time. Right. But um, but I think that's kind of the new the new paradigm. We talk about this a lot on the show. Um, is like, you know, the future isn't a few artists getting a millions of fans ev new emerging every year. Uh, you know, a couple new artists a year and millions billions of fans to buy from them. The new paradigm is millions of artists and each one being able to sustain or at least do what they want to be able to do from a very small group of very intensely uh, active participants. You know, um, things like crowdfunding, things like um, just ongoing experiential stuff. Again, like Chance the Rapper, looking at it less like, oh, well, here, I just have need a new track to sell. Right. And more like, hey, I'm a person with stories and experiences and even his fans, I'm sure, would love to just talk to him. You know, and I think that's the future of you know, if that can be monetized properly and like not in such a whoring, whorish way as is it is right now, um, I think it'll be. I think when we grow to that point as a as a community, it'll be really amazing. I think we're only probably 10, 15 years away from it becoming really blossoming. And that, I mean, we're at this point where you have like you know anybody now can get these like ridiculously nice mics, can have this oh, ridiculously yeah. good production uh software so mm -hmm. that you can like make this music that's uh just sounds really good mm -hmm. like you know the mixing is on point mm -hmm. the production is on point you, you can do that now you can do that in your bedroom and oh, it's, it's crazy and I mean, uh, half the djs out there that do it literally just do their work on a macbook pro right on logic or right or, or, that's or, how or, i do all of my music exactly like i do it in my closet and yeah. then i fucking put it on logic and then i'll mix it as best i can i mean i'm not great especially with all the but. loops i mean god their loops are so amazing now it's like you're i mean you literally have a world-class drummer like sitting there doing a hip-hop beat for you yeah. um which can be bad because it makes you lazy i like mm -hmm. to i like to you know get an idea of what groove i'm working with and mm -hmm. then build it from scratch yeah yeah that's you know how i do it too. um but so so you're looking to release a few new tracks in the next couple of months now i know you're not banking your entire life savings on this or anything, but you're trying to like release them, maybe do another video. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I really dude. I think especially if you've had some traction before, I think probably all you might've been missing in that time was like a small team of people to really help yeah. you. Cause you can't be expected to do everything yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. it's hard enough just to make the music and show up and do it and do it real. And like, and you know interact with fans and stuff um i mean everybody hates booking and things like that but i think this is we're coming back to the age of like where you know 
that old school style like artist manager where it was just like one dude that believed in a group of guys or girls or, or one person and said like this is going to take years but like I you know let, like let's do this as a team and let's develop what we're working with here because mm-hmm. that's what we're missing they all record labels and a lot of management companies want is like that pre-packaged like if you haven't already sold a hundred thousand out of the back of your car or in through downloads or mp3s or whatever then like you know if we're not if we can't just turn around repackage it and put 10 million dollars into it then we don't really want it yeah there's no more like hey let's develop you know bob dylan it's going to take 10 years to get you but you're going to be the biggest star in the world yeah or the beatles you know like everything's got to be right now exactly and i think that's why we're going to go back to those really micro like team relationships where it might be you know one guy who's like representing somebody as a, a manager or an agent or whatever you want to freaking call it. it doesn't really matter it's more just like hey you need a team and in my experience of of times that I have tried not especially not with music because I've never been that successful with music but in the things that I have been successful with it's always been the fact that I haven't just tried to go it alone Mm -hmm. I mean have you ever worked with any sort of like team like that before that's gotten behind your music as a project not entirely so I have one friend that so this is where this music video that I'm working on right now um, I have this friend that he started up a fashion company and he's working on this movie that's basically uh, working with women who have been victim of uh, victims of domestic abuse, mm. and basically he put on a fashion show for them uh, as a means of kind of like lifting up their spirits. Like, that's awesome. You know, he like kind of set up this whole thing, and he, he so that's what uh, that "No More Running and Hiding" song. Oh yeah. Uh, was like this is a song that I was working on. It was shooting the music video for. Mm. Um, and I just couldn't get to this point where I like really liked the song, and so. I was kind of working with him and you know like I my uh the music video would have been attached on to the movie that he's making mm. um and it's not like totally out yet so I still have the opportunity to be able to do that it's awesome um, but sort of working with him and working with like his team um I did that for a little while but like I said it, it just kind of every other things got on the way yeah and I wasn't able to put as much time into it as I wanted yeah and I kind of like fell off from it but uh yeah man film and that that stuff is like insane i have friends that have put together you know really low budget movies and even with that it's like you need so many people's help and it takes so much time and so much money even if you're doing it like at the cheapest you possibly could do it it's insanity i mean it makes what we do seem like a walk in the park you know even if you oh i just spent like eight hours in my studio you know yeah burning out a track those filmmakers are like yeah that was my like first six (laughs) months of planning every day before we ever shot anything so i mean that's cool though that you're like you know that's a different even kind of collaboration right you're like collaborating with a different medium right right there's the cross promotional elements there that's that's really cool man um but i I, i'm gonna have to get you in touch with with my buddy when when he gets his shit up and running Um, okay because yeah because he's i've actually i worked with him with a company that i started and that was pretty much his job was finding new artists and helping us kind of get them on board with what we were doing um and yeah it's it's I think everybody that really wants to do anything right can't expect to do it themselves. They need a a team, even if it is a two-person team or something. Um, I feel like your whole house would be... (laughs) You guys, your house is awesome. I kind of, like, when I walked in there, I sort of thought to myself, this seems like it's like an entertainment company or something. (laughs) All these dudes, like, work for, like, yeah, like, whatever, worldwide... uh, what street do you live on? Uh, Cedar. World, Cedar Worldwide <laughs> Entertainment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's uh, sometimes can be that catalyst 
that 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 artists really need because yeah if you're going it alone i mean it's so easy to hit a wall or just to like not be able to motivate yourself it's nice to just have someone to push you and say hey like where's that at you know like yeah somebody to bounce ideas off of yeah 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 that day that you're not very motivated they are right and the idea the day that they're not you are you know i actually have another dude that i'm like sort of working with again connected to my friend that's got the film company and he's also a producer so I've been like bouncing stuff back and forth with him. He's been sending me like his music that he's working on, and I'm sending him like this song that I'm working on right now, um, and like kind of just giving each other like ideas about you know how we can improve whatever song we're working on. And um, so I'm probably gonna like send him kind of snippets of the the one that I'm doing right now, and basically see if he can either come up with something to produce for it or kind of mix it a little bit better than me. Yeah, I'm terrible at mixing. And so it and time, it's, it's just hard. Like it's you gotta really you gotta hard. train your ear for it. Yeah. And uh so like maybe have him be able to do that and mm. like put something together. Um but yeah, I'm really, really pushing to try to get this out. And it's nice because like having, you know, Mason around, having other people who are like musically inclined, it kind of pushes me to be like okay i'm gonna sit and i'm just gonna write like verses today like i'm gonna just do this yeah and like because it, it takes time you, you gotta you gotta put that time and yeah just they don't be, call like, it work for nothing <laughs> you gotta sit there and have no ideas for three hours before you have mm-hmm. all the ideas in 15 minutes and you're like shit i gotta get <laughs> this out i gotta put this in <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you ever just sit down and like uh just free flow and, and and look back at your at your like audio demo and and like pull pieces out sometimes or... i'll like it's really funny i'll be like walking from the train station to like work or something and something will pop into my head like a hook or something mm. and i'll like sit there with my phone and i'll like try to quietly record it <laughs> as i'm like so walking to work just so i can like keep it when i <laughs> get back and get home and like okay all right this is what this sounds like all right yep 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 <laughs> oh my god I've, done, I've looked back so many times and been like what the hell is this <laughs> i'm like it's just like you're recording rah, number rah, 35 rah, rah, rah. <laughs> it's all wind and scratch. Yeah. You can like barely hear it because you were actually like whis- whisper singing it. <laughs> so you didn't look like a freak on the screen. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I mean, that was really fun. I think um, I-, I really liked that. I mean, obviously, um, I've, I've, ca- I've kind of been wanting to do something like what our jam was. Like, a, like kind of a new evolution of the idea. I mean, it's not new to have like hip-hop over like a band i want to do more of that though like i want to record that like legitimately like i want to have you guys come back and because we me uh me mason and uh one of mason's friends i don't know if you met greg maybe uh he also plays the saxophone and so we got down there on wednesday and i like spit this verse that i'll be spitting later nice over that and recorded it and it sounded like dope and it was just like fun to like you know spit over yeah i think over a jazz band like that yeah i think it'd be it would obviously that was like a 30 minute straight shot i think it'd probably be cooler too if we had like you know like kind of a little more set like yeah. sections or something um and just a little bit more like structure to it so mm-hmm. it comes across as like a, a song that's not so maybe like, if i had a little less little like few less drinks too probably <laughs> yeah. would help. my buddy my buddy was listening to it the other day and he's like oh i can't handle this right now he's like it's really good but it's just because we listened to like 15 minutes straight of it He's like, oh, I just, it's too many. I can't, there's no break. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that would that'd be really good if you were like, you know, probably like on acid or something. <laughs> just like tripping out and doing it for half an hour. Um, but yeah, dude, I would absolutely be down. Um, uh, I think that's like a super, uh, ever since I've seen, uh, when I was at Berkeley, I walked into like a random room one day. 
Um, I actually heard it from out on the street. It was like, what is that? And I like walked in one of the Berkeley buildings and like walked up to the third floor, just like followed the sound. And it was the hip hop jazz ensemble, uh, maybe like hip hop jazz funk ensemble. I forget. It had a long name, but I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, and you know, I, I think there's a lot of room for, that's kind of why I was asking about, you know, where we are with that particular genre. Hip hop is, you know, hip hop and rap is like. I don't feel like it's stagnated. I feel like there's a lot of creativity still happening, but I feel like stylistically, like it could have a whole nother, uh, branch. The, to it. uh, the coolest show I've ever seen. I think it was last summer, the summer before that there's this Boston group called trap music orchestra. Nice. And it's like legit, just like this huge orchestra and like a couple vocalists. And they just like spit like, you know, mainstream rap songs over, over this orchestra and it was just like the most insane thing like just so much energy everyone was like vibing with it and it was like everyone was just going crazy like, blow your mind it was I, like <laughs> i've never just gotten so many like chills just like being there and just like i like everyone was just going off and i was like i remember just the amount of energy that was there and just mm. like feeding off the energy of the crowd like i've been to a lot of concerts but that was by far the coolest one so it was the to. orchestra was it like still like hip-hop style music yeah so but it was just like, with a full orchestra playing it yeah That's so sick. like one of them was like you know kendrick lamar's all right and like okay. everyone just chanting like we gonna be all right and like everyone just getting wicked stoked about it That's it was awesome. sick yeah, there's so much cool stuff out there that's just kind of hasn't been... I mean, that's just where we see all music going, right? Is like all these genres are melding and everything's just sort of colliding with each other to the point where, you know, it's it's almost like people, right? We're all, we're all going to probably look the same a thousand years from now because we just all travel so much and everyone's, you know, like colliding with people of different races, genders, mm-hmm. ideologies. I and- definitely find that like I'm like way more influenced by whatever I'm listening to at the cer- at a certain time. So let's mm. say I'm like, you know, like going through like I'm I've been listening to Amy Winehouse for the past week or whatever. Like the when I start writing stuff down or like the beats that I look for are mm. just like always way more influenced towards like I had this a summer where I just only listen to indie music and nice. then uh, that song Love Club was like a very like mix between hip hop and indie and yeah. it was just like you know it was like love like Lord's Love Club and like it was just like kind of a sing rap kind of style yeah, and like yeah. I definitely get more influence like if I'm listening to like uh, only trap or like only something like that like the when I start getting lyrics that pop into my head they'll be like more trap based mm-hmm. so it's like pretty funny how that yeah I know it's like you as an artist, you just become like a sponge and, and it's just sort of just, uh, you know, at the mercy of whatever you're listening to at the moment. Cause you kind of, yeah, it's like, yeah, I go through phases like that too, where like all I'll listen to is jazz for a week or a month. And then all I want to listen to is hip hop or R and B. Um, and yeah, it does end up influencing everything we do. I, I think people need to, I had a songwriting teacher, Henry Gaffney at Berkeley, who used to say like, you need input for output. If you don't, if you don't go read a book, go to a movie, go on a date, fall in love, get dumped, unless you live your life, if you just sit in a room all day, uh, did you take classes from him? I took an online class and I think it was him. Yeah, he's like a, he's recently passed away, but really? in the past, yeah, like maybe that's, five years ago, six okay. years ago. Um, but he was a great guy and one of my favorite teachers. And, and yeah, and like that's so true, you know, because he would be like, you need to write every day. You need to sit down every day and you need to write. But don't 
lock yourself in a room and spend 12 hours a day because if all your life experience is just writing songs, it's kind of like Hollywood. You're going to be writing songs about writing songs. It's like Hollywood making movies about making movies. Yeah. You know, if that's all they ever did, then eventually, I mean, obviously, they still love it. La La Land was kind of about that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, I think that that's so vital. And, um, you know, most of the great songs out there are about some, you know, dramatic or amazing experience or something so uh i'm like looking to move to ecuador oh for real and, yeah in september <laughs> that's awesome um so there's this program called world teach you go and you uh teach english in a third world country for a year okay um so i'm like the application's pretty much all done like i had my interview went really well i'm just waiting on a letter of recommendation yeah um it's looking pretty good but i'm really excited to see like how my music changes from me like living in a totally different situation i would imagine you know? it, like intensely it would change yeah i so, mean have you ever been to another kind of like deeply, i mean i lived in hong kong culture? for a couple months okay. um it's pretty different yeah it was, uh <laughs> it was pretty cool that was like one of the greatest two months of my life uh and so like you know doing that i kind of kind of kicked off like a, i need to travel like yeah. i just straight up can't like be sitting in one place all the time like, i can't do it i you know sit mm. in my nine to five job and i'm like I, this makes me miserable like i don't want to fucking do this and this yeah. is like totally changing me as a person because i'm not happy with this i'm not going to be able to be happy with other things because and that's where music is a really good outlet because yeah. you're able to channel that and be like okay well that's what this song that i'm going to spill later is sort of about like the nine to five and like how i'm just like very jaded with it and i'm also just uh kind of different in the sense that like i'm not rushing to settle down have kids yeah and just like sit in an office for the rest of my life i just can't yeah. do that well i think that's also just you know it's important that well how old are you uh 23 oh wow you're young man i thought you were like 27 <laughs> you're a mature soul um but yeah i mean i think you you know I i've had that experience before i actually i mean i went to music school um, jeez, yeah, the uh, world's not burning down out Jesus there. Um, <laughs> well, the police station is right there, so sometimes okay. it's just yeah. But, but it does sound like something. Uh, hopefully, everyone's all right. Um, but yeah, I, I worked this uh, job that you know, basically, even though it wasn't an uh, like desk job, I've done that too, and that's even more soul crushing. Yeah. That's probably the most soul crushing. Yeah, Humans were not meant to sit in front no. of a computer or at no. a desk all day. Like that's. I don't know how so many people do it, but but even a job that like I was out talking to people, I worked outside and doing something different. It was it was that it consumed so much of my time, and by the end of the day, I was literally just having conversations with people all day, like mental chess matches, and like you know by the end of the day, I couldn't even like fathom playing music. I had no energy left for creative stuff, and I literally remember a point where I was like, eh, maybe I just won't like do music and then i was like wait i had to slap myself i'm yeah. like the fact that you even just had that thought is so messed up yeah because this so, is all you've ever wanted to do so like what you know i think people have to like you know what's the saying like you gotta pick the job that you would do if you had if you didn't have to have a job right you exactly. know and even though sometimes that's music for for a lot of people and it, it's like i think it is becoming more feasible you know it's just a matter of being able to bring your many skills together and, and, and people can't be so, uh, well, I only want to be a performer. Or I right. only want to do that. It's like, you know, if you could, I don't know, teach, <laughs> teach hip hop lessons, if you could do that, I don't know if anybody would take that. I'm sure 
it sounds pretty novel to me, actually. Yeah, you actually, should give freestyle <laughs> lessons or writing lessons. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and then gig and then uh, do studio work and then, you know, bring all these things together to the point where then you don't have to sit behind a desk all day. That's right. I, th- I think that's, you know, the goal. I think more people need to kind of be real with themselves about that. And, and you know, like, obviously you have, you've thought about it. Um, and that was about the point at which when I had that realization that I was like, yeah, I, I can't do this anymore. So I had to take, uh, you know, drastic life change steps to yep. to put myself in a place where I could do what I love to do, you yep. know? So, I mean, I, I applaud you for having that thought. I hope that, uh, I hope that in the near future, you have the opportunities that you deserve to allow you to get there. We got to get you a team, bro. Yeah, because <laughs> I believe in you too. I want, that's why I want to be in a band with you, man. Word, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, dude. If we could get even just a, another MC and have that would be dope. Because then you guys could like play off of each other, have two two like different styles, and yeah. then have cool jazzy, funky groove stuff behind it. I've oh, actually yeah. been writing some stuff lately that I'm like, that would actually be a good hip hop song. Word. And that's not like I was kind of writing it as just like a jammy jazz song, but I yeah. was like, that is a pretty dope. Uh, backing track so okay um but actually now that we're kind of here why don't we play a little music and sure let's do it do a little jam so I, i'm gonna grab some water oh yeah sure sure um yeah 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 Yo, shout out to gods, like can you help me? Looking for rain in my future, but the dance isn't wealthy. When I look at my chances, is the plan overwhelming? Got this hole in my psyche, leave me wanting for everything. And I look at these people, give their life for a wedding ring. But to me, this whole idea of settling is unsettling. And I cannot understand the logic behind the concept of an occupation, stealing no days and spinning for profit. It's the life we adopted, the pill we chose to swallow. If you wanna stop taking the meds, they look at you in horror. What you mean you ain't popping babies at 25? At that point, what's the point of even being alive? Fucking millennials taking our way at 9 to 5s. Ain't learning anything, lacking motivation and drive. Fucking millennials thinking they got nothing to hide. And I'm like, but you the ones that made us. And you the ones that put us on a pedestal and praise us. But everything is nothing when you locked up in these cages. I hope when I retire, my education is made. But how it looking, they gonna bury me with these wages. I'm in the jungle looking for answers. I'm in the jungle looking for places to break the branches I'm in the jungle looking for answers They trying to reprimand us, always pushing in the man and can't stand it All our sanity already vanished The way that we live in seeming outlandish Ain't nobody standing Trading our happiness for a sandwich This couldn't have been the way that we planned it Ain't no way to bandage People in poverty being banished The people that live it with no advantage Ain't no way to manage Everybody running in the panic Ain't nobody giving, only demanding Damn it And everybody got a different situation The shoes come in many different sizes But if we never decide to try on different pairs for a while We'll never discover issues that divide us What's the silver lining? What is it we share that we find? What is it we share that'll bind us? All I'm really looking for something that'll remind us We really ain't that different with living within the silence I'm in the jungle looking for answers I'm in the jungle looking for places to break the branch I'm in the jungle looking for answers They trying to reprimand us, always pushing and demanding I'm in the jungle looking for answers I'm in the jungle looking for places to break the branch I'm in the jungle looking for answers They trying to reprimand us, always pushing and pushing and Nice, that, that was sick. sick That was sick I like that one a lot That was cool
Alright, so that was it. That was well, that was a lot of echo going on because I compressed <laughs> this a lot. It's alright. Nobody cares. Whatever. Um so yeah, thank you for coming in and jamming. Yeah, I loved it. That was great. That was sick. Thanks That's a, a future preview for a preview for the future for the the band that we will once uh, one one day take to the streets. So thank you, Nate. Thanks for coming hey, in, thank brother. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. That was fucking awesome. Thank you. Though next you'll hear from us next week, guys, on Beat to Beat. Probably not next week. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> You'll hear from us next time on B2B. <laughs> Love ya. <laughs> if perception is reality, then I'm having a good time. And I'm having a good life. And everything is so right. And everything is so straight. It's going great. I'm so hyped. Got cool friends and new trends and so nice. And sometimes we got a hashtag no filter So we can get the real picture And we can pick all of this up Like I don't know what you been through You don't know about me neither But everything that we hiding Is probably there for a reason And I ain't here to promise anything It's gonna get better Experiences told me that you gotta pick your head up When life gives you lemons You could go and knit a sweater The dawn is darkest before the sun is ready to get up What you want about getting ready to let up? What you talking about saying you gon' surrender? We on a better list, get the spark and light off the ember Those when the negatives just get out of bed and remember that